Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. Jeff Kowal just hit his head on the microphone. See, that's what happens when you hear these big thumps on the air. Uh, I do that all the time, Jeff, so don't feel bad. Are you okay? No. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. I'm great. He's, He's back. John White is here, and I pronounce that white. May the force be with you. Oh, you're you're a Star Trek guy? <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars, that's right. And it's May 4th. <laughs> oh, it is. May the 4th be with you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See how slow I am? But there's a whole yeah. cult of this. There is. Yeah. May the 4th. And it's Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. Yeah. So a big deal. John White, I was telling you before the show mm-hmm. that John Wyatt does traffic here on WISN and many stations for iHeart. And every time you do a market update, they think it's John Wyatt. We should, it's white. Correct. It's white. And and what happens is whenever I'm reserving a table or I'm ordering a Starbucks, it's not uncommon to see the name Sean on my, so S-E-A-N on my coffee cup. So I got to really get my twang on. I got to say, Jan, Jan White. It's your New Zealand accent. <laughs> yeah. That's what's happening That's here. It. It's good to see you back in studio. Thank you. Thanks for And in me. fact, John White, uh, we pronounce that very clearly, is one of the market updates, the voices we hear Monday through Friday, Jeff, at the Kowal Investment Group. You've got a whole slew of people. That's right. A whole slew. We, we try <laughs> not to refer to them like that. <laughs> yeah, we got a whole slew of people back at the office. Advisors? They're all advisors. They're all great uh, professionals that do a wonderful job of doing our market reports, keeping up to date on what's going on in the market that particular day, Monday through Friday, on WISN in Milwaukee at 3 o'clock news block, 5 o'clock news block, and on W. IBA in Madison at 4.55, we give you one minute on what's going on in the market. What's driving the market up or down that particular day? Is it corporate earnings? Is it a government report? What's driving the market that particular day? Then we wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and tech-heavy NASDAQ, all in a day, give, uh, all in one minute, giving you an idea of how it's affecting your retirement, your investment portfolio on a daily basis. Monday through Friday, 3 and 5 o'clock, news block at WISN. John's there. Uh, Joe, Aaron, myself, Aaron Spitzner, Aaron Kowal, uh, Paul Schaefer, Christine Hayward. Um, and just this last week, uh, Marie started doing the reports too. So she's. I did notice a new voice. She's wonderful. Marie McFarland is with us, does yeah. a great job for us. And really, the whole team is just, I love them. It's just a wonderful group of people that we're working with right now. Seems like the Kowal Investment Group keeps growing too. You've added the new location now up to five different locations, Jeff. The world headquarters, of course, in Waukesha. In addition, now just recently added Racine. You're right off the freeway at the Highway 20 intersection. You may notice a new sign. A very large Kowal sign. It's hard not it's hard not to notice it. Is it lit up at night? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really, unlike me, I'm usually not lit up at night. <laughs> Occasionally, though. No, yeah, it, um, no it is lit up. It's, it's a great location. Our, our clients from down there like, like to, as a matter of fact, I'm meeting somebody right after this uh, show down there. Very convenient meeting place on uh, 20, uh, uh, right next to where the new Fox car is going to be. 
Uh, so it's a great location. Highway 20 and Racine, convenient for everybody on the south side, downtown, really anywhere. And the Foxconn is going to be there, for those of you that have doubts. Right. The construction has started. The building's going up. And it's it's going to happen. Port Washington as well. There's an office in Middleton. So we welcome listeners that are tuned into WIBA in Madison, where the show airs. And, of course, Phoenix, Arizona. You do have an office down there, uh, Jeff. We've talked multiple times on the show about snowbirds and other clients in yep. Phoenix. Yep. And then we have our World headquarters in Waukesha. Really, it's convenient for anybody in Lake Country and in, in Milwaukee and downtown Milwaukee, uh, Brookfield, Elm Grove, Okachi, Oconomowoc, Delafield, all the way uh, west. Uh, very convenient location. Uh, if you have $750,000 or more serious about your retirement planning, um, uh, come on and give us a call at 262-522-4040 or go to the com. John White, who's here today, everybody on our team, all, we all speak the same language. We all talk about retirement planning, and I think people appreciate that, especially if you don't want to take a chance with another company that does that once in a while. We do it all the time. So if you're serious about your retirement planning, um, do give us a call or, or go online at com. And that's this show. I mean, our niche is retirement. So planning for your retirement, it's real simple. Are you on the right track? If you're in retirement, do you have enough cash flow? Are you doing the right things? You know, the economy is so strong right now, Jeff. As I talk to you, I look behind John White's head and I see Fox News on. And it's talking about the 2020 campaign. Will Trump run on the economy? Why wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's the strongest economy since, I don't know when. Yesterday, these unemployment numbers, the best since 1969, since that's the right. Vietnam War. And it's interesting because there is a pattern now that's forming. And I didn't see the numbers yesterday, but the pattern during the uh, Obama administration was numbers would come out and then the next month uh, numbers would correct them downward. Now the pattern is, well, like yesterday, 190,000 were expected, 263,000 jobs were actually created. Next month, we'll probably get a revision upwards from that, not downwards. The pattern has been that the numbers are usually revised upwards in the Trump administration where they estimated low. Uh, it's just a pattern. It's just, uh, you know, not saying that there's a conspiracy or anything, but, but the, it is a strong economy. Very strong. And then how do you adjust your retirement portfolio in lieu of that? So we'll talk about that later on. So let's open up phone lines. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. We always have topics that we talk about. Aaron Kowal joins us after the first commercial break with the Boss Minute. That's for business owners and their savings and security. The sexy segment comes up in the second half of the show. That's all about preserving your wealth. In between, we take your retirement questions. The lines are open. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is 414-799-1130. Call 799-1130 or shoot us a text and we can address any of your questions. Okay, time to start. John, why don't you start with your uh, topic? Sure. So <clears throat> a lot of uh, clients have been um, talking recently about required minimum distributions. Um, there seems to be quite a bit of confusion about that. Um, but basically the way it starts is the IRS looks at your required beginning date. That's that's the key thing here, the required beginning date. So if you're turning seven and a half in 2019, you need to be aware that you must take your required minimum distribution by April 1st of next year. Every year thereafter, your distribution must be completed by December 31st of that year. So for example, let's say you're turning 70 in June of this year. That would mean that you're going to be seven and a half in December of this year, which means that you're going to have to take your first distribution by April 1st of 2020. However... 
However, <laughs> there's a but here. Yeah. yeah. Um, going on, if, if you turn 70 in December of this year, that means that you're going to have to take your first distribution by, um, you'll be 79 in June of 2020, and mm-hmm. then you'll take your first distribution by April 1st of 2021. So just, there's a little bit of confusion with the first distribution. That's because of these half things. Right, exactly. Exactly right. It if they just made it even, right. once you turn 70, but it's... Yeah. 70 and a half. And, and, you know, I just want to highlight to people that if you are stuck, um, obviously talk to us. We can definitely help you out with figuring out when to do this. We say April 1st because that is the deadline that the IRS sets. But we prefer that you actually do take it in the year you're turning 70 and a half because that way you're not double dipping into your IRA and taking two distributions at once and giving yourself a big tax burden at the end of that year. Exactly. Because um, you are paying taxes when you take those RMDs. Oh, yeah. Right. So and, if you delay it until April of the following year, you have to take one for this year and for next year. So that's why we want to make sure. That that's a great point, John. Yeah. And so I've just had a lot of questions from clients about requirement of distribution. So I thought I'd bring that up at the moment and, and just be aware that this is something we're looking at constantly for clients. We're... Maybe we'll discuss Roth conversions at that point when we're talking with clients about requirement of distributions because mm-hmm. their taxable income is going up whether they like it or not. This is a very blanket general statement. And we've got calls to get to, so I'll make this really quick. Are people tr- in general, John, in your experience, are people trying to retire earlier than they have years ago? You know, that's actually a very good point. I've got an article about that that I've been reading. So 48% of Americans – are basically planning to retire around 61, 62. But what ends up happening is more than half of them retire earlier than that because they're forced to either through layoffs or they're sick. Um, so people have a plan in, in place, and that's great. But what ends up happening is the life, best laid life plan. Happens. Exactly. Life happens. The unexpected comes up. And before you know it, you're, you're not working as late as you thought you would. And so there's that trend of part-time employment to kind of bridge the gap. Hopefully you have some emergency funds to bridge the gap. But, uh, yeah, this uh, people are retiring sooner than what they thought they would. But the RMDs, Jeff Kowal, that's a fun time in life. This is all my saving, all my life for my 401k. I can finally take out my money. Well, you could start, you could start taking out your money actually at 59 and a half without penalty. But at 70 and a half, they force the issue. They say, if you haven't yeah. taken it out by that point. That's why what John was saying was so important because they, it, you have until April 1st of the following year. Why? Because people screw up on that. Because they know that they've never taken it out before. You haven't been forced to take it out before. So they say, okay, if you, if you miss it, you still have until April 1st of next year. But then that next year, you have to double up. Now, once you get used to those RMDs, it just becomes routine. Oh, yes. Right? And we, we're on top of it for our clients. But uh, we'll get to that after our call, perhaps. But there are things that people do with their RMDs when they don't need it. You know, if you haven't been taking it off, you've been living off of your income all the while, and you didn't need to take the required minimum distribution, you didn't need the income from it, what happens when you have to take it out? And as an example, with a million dollars, it's $40,000 a year. And if you don't need that, what do you do with it? So we'll talk about that. That sounds good. The uh, Retirement Clinic, WISM Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. Spencer, I changed my mind. We're going to seek in this call real quickly. Jim is calling from Wauwatosa. Right. Hi, good morning. Good Hi, morning. Jim. I say, uh, you, you just mentioned RMD, and a, a question just popped in my mind. If my wife and I each have a, a 401k, for example... And you hit seventy and a half. Each has to take an RMD. You, correct. What, when each one? That's a very good point because it's not based on the highest one's age, or uh, it's based on your own age. And yes, indeed, you have to take a four uh, one from a four hundred one k as well 
and the key of the to that is if you have IRAs or if you have four hundred one ks, all the IRAs you can consolidate or can and, and take an RMD based on the total value of. Let's say you have a million dollars in five different IRAs, you could take your IRA based on that. You could take it out of one. You could take it out of proportionally from each of them. If you have a four hundred one k, also you have to take out a separate RMD for that four hundred one k. For each person yeah. in that 401k, yes. And that's a, yeah, it's a great point, Jim, because it says, well, if your wife and you both have them, you both turn 70 and a half at the same time, can you just take it out of one and say, well, does that satisfy it for both of you? does not. You each have to take out your own RMD. Okay, good. Hey, see, the question I had, though, is, uh, again, a, a 401k uh, is made up of uh, my contributions uh, maybe a company contribution Correct. and then interest and gains and so on. If the stock market tanks you know, and it goes down in value quite a bit, can you lose the money, the, the personal contributions plus the company contributions, or is that fixed and we'll never lose it? Well, that's a good question. It all depends on what you're invested in. I've heard it once, and, and the person who told me this is now deceased, but if you have a balanced portfolio or if you have mutual funds or ETFs, you have thousands and thousands of holdings in there. The chances of you losing all your money because of a market collapse is infinitesimal. What I mean by that is each one of those holdings. That's not, a long word. That's right. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's accurate, too, because each one of those holdings and each one of your funds has to not just go down in value, but it has to go down to zero. And the chances of each one, you know, if there's, there's always a possibility that the value of some of the companies will go to zero. The value of some of the companies might drop 50% or 60%. But for all the companies and all industries and all sectors and all the funds that you hold, to go down to zero is infinitesimal, chance of that happening. Now, having said that, uh, if you do have to take out your required minimum distribution, should you consider rebalancing your portfolio? Absolutely. Uh, you want to, and not that you should get conservative. I'm, you know, if we get a chance later on, we'll talk about asset allocation for retirees. You should always have some money in the market. So you want to make sure that you have some money that's uh, growth oriented. So is there a chance you could lose some of that? Absolutely. So you could, but of course that's where you can gain. Also, like we did in the last quarter was, uh, or the first quarter this year was, I think, quite good. Recovered very well. Yep. So if you stayed in. Good question. Thanks a lot. Jim, thank you so much for the phone call. The Retirement Clinic continuing after the first break. Aaron Kowal coming back with the boss segment. John White in studio. Joining your host, Jeff Kowal. Jeff is president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. News Talk 1130 WISM Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. Give us a call. Your retirement questions welcome. We've got lines open on the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 414-799-1130. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Many business owners either don't have any life insurance or don't have enough to fund a buyout or pay estate taxes. There is a need to protect the business owner's family in the event of the death of the business owner without having to liquidate the business to pay for estate taxes. If there is no insurance on the life of the business owner and estate taxes are due, the business may need to be liquidated, possibly for below full value, leaving the family with less than what they expected. 
Also, if a partner in the business passes away, the other partners may have to find a way to buy out the late partner's family. A lot of times it's just education. Business owners are concentrating on their business and don't know that they have a problem. Honestly, procrastination is an issue too. There are so many business issues to address that making sure they have the right insurance gets put on the back burner all too often. There are solutions to this. A buy-sell agreement funded with Life Insurance can address buyout issues with family members or partners. But it's not that easy. You need to work with someone who specializes in retirement and can get the right valuation for the business. A complete plan needs to be designed for your specific situation. And then we need to go out and find the right insurance company with the right solution to meet your specific business needs. If the need turns out that you have to protect the business against the state taxes, then the planning process will determine how much insurance needs to be in place to pay those taxes without liquidating the business. While those issues are complex, it can be addressed. If you have a business but don't have any insurance, talk to someone who specializes in business owner issues and get the ball rolling. While you have a nice business now and for the rest of your life, your family might suffer for it if you do not take action and address it. They may owe Uncle Sam a boatload of money that they won't be prepared to pay, and they may not receive a fair share of equity from your partners or successors. Aaron Kowal, today's Boss Minute, Business Owners, Savings, and Security. Get it? B-O-S-S. Pretty clever. Hey, I wonder who thought of that. <laughs> I know you guys understand, yeah. making sure our listeners understand that is meant, and we do this every week, for business owners, obviously. Yes. Uh, John White in studio. I want to remind people of the social media pages since you're the youngest one in studio, John. Yeah, I'm a Gen Xer, borderline millennial. So Twitter, Twitter, our handle is at Kowal underscore invest. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn, so check us out. We've got some great articles there. Um, just a whole bunch of good resources to look at. And also the website, which is, I was going to say the good old fashioned way is now the website. And that is the koalway.com. Great website for Jeff and his staff. You can see photos. You can, there's information on retirement charts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Check it out. The koalway.com. It also tells you where all the five locations are right before the break and the phone call that we took. Oh, and if I should open up lines again. If you have questions, we'll get back to those calls in just a bit. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open. It's 414-799-1130. RMDs was the topic, Jeff. Right, and John started up, teed it up, and, and talked about how, you know, when you're 70 and a half, you have to start taking out required minimum distributions. We work with our clients all the time on consolidating assets, making sure that they're taking out the correct RMD, and then Jim called without regarding questions regarding uh, RMDs from 401ks. What we see a lot is that um, at age 70 and a half, uh, individuals are beginning Social Security, perhaps beginning a pension, have investment income outside of retirement plans, and then um, they have to take out the required minimum distributions. And John, I'm sure you see this too, that a lot of times our clients don't need the additional income. Uh, it's going to cause certainly a higher amount of taxes, may affect your Medicare premiums. You still have to take it out. But what can you do? Well, what we try to do is help them uh, shift it from something that's totally taxable income like your uh, IRA. So you have to take out the IRA, pay ordinary income tax on that, federal and state taxes. But then you can um, put that into what we do a lot of times is put into individual accounts or trust accounts, and those grow on a tax favored basis with capital gains taxes instead of ordinary income. So in other words, they don't need the money right away. Can they give it to charities? Yes, we do the qualified charitable donations, deductions from the uh, from the accounts. That's a very effective way of taking out your required minimum distribution. 
We'll put it in a trust, and they like having another bucket of money that they can take from that grows on a tax-favored basis. A lot of times what we'll see is they'll use the required minimum distribution that they didn't want to take out to pay for long-term care insurance or life insurance premiums and increase the value of their estate with additional life insurance properly handled or with long-term care insurance properly set up. Uh, so a way to preserve the assets of your estate as well we're using that. And then once all that is done, once you've taken out the required minimum distributions, a lot of times we'll try to look forward, look to, not a lot of times, we'd always look to, forward to the future and say, okay, how can we help you next year? Well, if you do a Roth conversion, the Roth IRA, most of our listeners know that a Roth IRA, you pay the taxes up front and then you're not N-O-T, not subject to required minimum distributions from your Roth IRA. So if you convert some of your IRA to a Roth IRA next year, you don't have to take out required minimum distributions. What's well, a huge distinction. You, you're not forced to take it out, you're saying. Correct. Because you paid the tax already. That's right. The reason we are forced to take RMDs on our 401ks because we were not taxed. The government wants our money. Yes. So let's, let me give you a good example. Let's say you have a million dollars in your retirement account. You have to take out a $40,000 required minimum distribution just to make things easy, 4%. So you take out your 4%. It grows a little bit. Now you're at a million again next year. If you had converted $50,000 to a Roth IRA, that would be $50,000 less the next year that would be subject to required minimum distribution. So it'll still be about 4%, but now it may be, you know, again, not taking into account growth and things like that. Now it may be, uh, 4% of 950000 instead of 4% of $100,000. So you're able to effectively reduce the amount of income you have to take out from your IRA because you successfully converted to that portion of it to a Roth IRA. That's they called it, strategy. Yep, and then do it year after year after year, take a portion of it, convert to a Roth IRA, prevents you from having to take an RMD in the future on that block of money. Let's go back to the phones on the Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal and John White from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist, WISM Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. Let's go to Len. He's calling us from Milwaukee. Good morning. Hi, Len. Hi, Jeff. Uh, you were just talking about putting uh, distributions into a trust. Do you act as a trustee? Do we act as a trustee? No, no. Good. That's a very good question, Len. I appreciate your call. Sure. A lot of our clients have set up require have set up um, um, revocable living trusts. Yes. In other words, a way to control your assets during your lifetime, then distribute your assets uh, once you pass away. Um, so it's a, once you have it in a revocable living trust, once you have that set up, that can grow on a, a, the gains on that generally are capital gains, very little ordinary income tax on that. So it's more tax favored than an IRA. But you would have the, the uh, trust account set up as a, uh, a revocable living trust. Uh, would we act as a trustee? Generally not. Uh, actually, we don't. We can't act as a trustee personally. Uh, th that violates all kinds of rules, <laughs> self-dealing, self-interest, things like that. But we do have uh, independent trustees that do. Um, uh, Chris Barron's was here a couple weeks ago. Uh, his and he and his firm Horicon Bank act as a trustee for a number of our clients. They like it a lot. Uh, Fiduciary Partners have has also acted uh, as. Uh, I remember that show. That's right. Yeah, Chris. No, that, it, that was a good show. With uh, it was a really good show. Chuck all about on there. Yep. So those are those are types of things that we can help you with, Len. Um, so you work you work hand in hand with those people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Especially to make sure that it fits in with your needs and with your what you're trying to accomplish for you and your family. And Len, if you want to follow up, I mean, we can give out Jeff's office number. 
and uh, do it that way. Go to the com. That's another great way to reach out. Yeah, it gives. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Len. Thanks for the call. Hope to talk to you soon. In fact, I'm going to give out your office phone number, Jeff, for the Kowal Investment Group. That is 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. Or the international toll-free number is 877-560-4040. 877-560-4040. One more call. Can we sneak in one more question? Absolutely. Jeff is here, Jeff Kowal, along with John White. This is Mike calling from Heartland. Good morning, Mike. Hi, Mike. Morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'll try to give you a synopsis here of what I'm trying to do. My wife and I are both 60. We want to retire at 61. Our house is paid. A lot of things are paid off. Uh, I told my wife, I think for the Obamacare rates, it's all income-driven. So I wanted to liquidate one of, about 100000 out of a 401k. We've got three of them to kind of give us that buffer from 61 to 65 to get poor. She asked me, what do you mean by that? Uh-huh. If we have a married couple at forty forty eight thousand dollars a year income, four thousand a month, I could get a silver plan for two fifty, maybe even a bronze for zero a month. If I make seventy eight thousand, thirty thousand dollars more, that all goes to Obamacare. My premiums would be twenty three hundred a month with a seventy five hundred dollars deductible. It, it doesn't make sense, but basically, if I added thirty thousand of income. Between the ages of sixty-one to sixty-five, I'm just throwing it away. Yeah, a lot. To, you're, you're bringing up a really great point, Mike. Uh, there's a, a, a relationship we have with uh, Kevin Trubenbach in our uh, uh, helps our office with regards to Medicare or I'm sorry, Obamacare planning. What you're talking about, I wish I could say that you're wrong, <laughs> that you got the numbers right, wrong, but that's true. All that money would go towards Obamacare if you did made, indeed made a little bit more money. You have to be careful with that. Do very good planning with that. Uh, I hate to see somebody liquidate some money from their IRA at 60 and but 61. Well, I'm getting that money. I, I would pay my Trump, Trump tax rates on that 100000 about 22% federal, 7% state. I'd be getting about sixty-five to 70000 of that money if I do it the other way and claim that as income. I'm getting none of it. Right. Zero. Yep. Now, I'm not happy about it. I, I have to tell you guys. What am I doing? I'm putting in on other people. I've got a nest egg, maybe of a half a million dollars with a $300,000 house paid off, everything. I'm not in bad shape. But what I'm doing is gaming it. I'm not proud of it, but why should I just... Well, you should be proud of it that you that you actually have an idea of how to handle it. And uh, and that's the type of planning we do for our clients. It all has to do with... Uh, uh, preserving the assets that you have, growing them, taking income from it, and passing it on to your heirs. And one of the things, especially when you're looking at retiring a little bit early, is how do you address the health insurance issue between the time that you retire, in your case, if it's 55 or 56 or 60 and 61 or even 63 and a half, how, and the reason I bring it up is because you can go on, on um, COBRA. For 18 months, COBRA is a way that you can stay on a company's plan for 18 months, so you don't have to deal with Obamacare. Is that the max, 18 months? 18 months is what the company... And if you don't find another job or if you're not Medicare eligible, you have to go out and get your Obamacare. That's right, but they have to keep you on the plan. That's why 63 and a half is kind of a magic number, because they have to keep you on the plan until you hit hit, uh, uh, Medicare age. Right, so you could get fired at 63 and a half, let's say. The company lets you go. They have to... You have to... They have to supply Great. that. Cobra. Yeah, I did not called. know that, Jeff. Yeah, that's a health insurance benefit. Oh. But what he's talking about at 60, well, then you're still going to have a little bit of a gap. You may have that, but then you're going to have to cover. And Obamacare is a way to do that, or the Affordable Care Act. Yes. I hate calling it Obamacare. 
But well, it's before, the same thing. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. Everybody knows what it is. <laughs> that's right. So Mike's heading in the right direction with yep. that. He understands it. He's trying to game the system, unfortunately. But that's just part of not gaming the system, but doing proper planning. Well, exactly. Don't you know? Not supposed to feel bad about that, are you? Trump's tax plan he mentioned in there, Jeff. I mean, just overall, that tax plan, and you can ch- chime in here, John. It's been beneficial to America. Oh, you better believe it. Um, you know, when you look at companies and what they do every day, basically a company has to raise its equity through debt, through loans. Um, and of course, they pay interest on those loans, which is tax deductible. And guess what? The corporate tax rate is a lot lower than what it was, Makes which a means huge there's difference. more retained earnings for these companies, which means they have more money to invest back into their employees and products and services. They're more profitable. So it's it's been very bad. It's that trickle down effect. Absolutely. And John brings up a great point. They are investing the money. In their employees, too, you see wages going up. I, I heard something yesterday. The average private sector wage is $27 an hour. I mean, the, the one party is talking about raising the minimum to $15 and having a government mandate. Oh, they're missing Let's the point. Let's have no government mandate and get $27 yes, an hour. thank you, Jeff. <laughs> if you force restaurants, or not restaurants, any business, but mainly you're talking about, I mean, you hear this all the time from McDonald's employees, raise a minimum of $15 an hour. You're just hiking up my quarter pounder to seven bucks now. <laughs> but you'll go there anyway, most likely. But a lot of these restaurants, you're not going there, and you'll find where well, they can't find the help. But uh, John's bringing up a green point that all these things with the corp, with the tax cuts, individual tax cuts, um, most people got those. The higher end did not, but most people did get those on, a, on an ongoing basis, and that's why they changed the withholding. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the year, a lot of people didn't get as much back because they got more back during the year. So individuals profited from the tax cuts. Corporations. Corporations benefit, certainly benefit from the tax cuts. And that's likely to continue for years to come. They were talking about um, uh, at the end of the year how there was going to be a slowdown in the economy and we're looking into a recession. I remember uh, Larry Kudlow famously said that, that the recession is so far in the future I can't even see it. And it, and it's and now you see yesterday's growth. And there's a nobody's talking about a recession anymore now. No, Jeff. and the growth in, in employment two hundred sixty three thousand. That that companies are doing well. Yep. they will res- resurrect it whenever they see an opportunity to to bash the economy. Uh, they will look at an opportunity to do that because. Well, even, self, it, even yesterday, when the unemployment numbers came out, the yes. lowest since nineteen sixty nine, Pelosi had something negative to say about it. Well, they say if it bleeds, it leads. So if if there's all happy talk, all good news, nobody's going to listen nope, to that. You don't want to hear the good news. Yeah, you want to you want to see some blood and gore, and that's what they're they're trying to dig up some blood and gore to get people to watch it because that's what leads. There was a good article I thought that talks about fools' rules for asset allocation, and especially at this time when you see, when you see the S and P five hundred, Nasdaq at an all time high, Dow Jones Industrial Average right there. It says when it comes to asset allocation, the biggest decisions come down to how much you should have in cash, how much in bonds, and how much in stocks. Um, And just a couple of rules. I thought these were kind of clever, kind of interesting. Um, So if you need money in the next year, it should be in cash. I can't dispute that, that that you should have some money in cash. We don't know what the market's going to look like, especially at all-time highs now. if you need money in the next year, uh, if you, you want to put a down payment on a vacation home to evaporate, I'm sorry. Well, when you say cash, you're not talking under the mattress or in the cookie jar. You mean like a savings account or something where you park it? Well, some of it might be in the mattress or a cookie. No, it's in a savings account. Okay. So that if you're going to need it next year, 
Um, you can get it out without penalty. Without penalty, yes. Even and a CD you're locked into for yes. a certain amount of time. Now, even if if it's eight months to a year or you're not sure, you should at least have it, I think, in a balanced fund. But that's a different issue. Yeah. If you know you're going to need money, have it in cash. If you know you're going to need money for a down payment on a home, if you have to pay somebody back or have a, a loan coming due and you got to have it in cash, you don't want to have that at risk. Next is that if you need money in the next one to five years or even seven years, choose safe income-producing investments, such as CDs with longer duration, bonds, short to intermediate-term bonds. Um, and it says whether it's your kid's college money or the retirement income you'll need, you know, you don't want to be... Um, you don't want it the safest. You don't want it in cash, but it's not a bad idea having a fair amount in bonds. Uh, next one is any money you don't need for more than five to seven years is a candidate for a stock market. According to Ibbotson, large cap stocks on average have returned 10.4% annually from 1926 to 2007, compared to 5.5% for long-term bonds, 3.7% for short-term treasuries. So 10% a year from 27 till 2007 doesn't include the last 10 years. Um, it said, you know, investors in stocks, keep it long run in mind. Make no mistake, even if you're in or near retirement, a portion of your money should be invested for the long term. This, and we just had a discussion with a client this last week, um, where their retirement want to move, want to get more conservative and maybe move all of it to cash. And I just think that that's a mistake. We had a day like yesterday where the market went up a couple hundred points. The Dow went up 200 points. You miss out on all of that. You miss out, but that doesn't mean... That you shouldn't back off, you, even if you only have twenty five or thirty percent in stocks. I think that that's okay, but at least you have an option to partic- participate. And you say, yeah, but if the market tanks, you have that seventy percent that's going to be protected. That you're going to have downside protection. Divine, but- divine tanks. What's tank? Over thirty percent. Well. Uh, 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 a correction is between 10 and 20%. A bear market is more than 20%. Okay. Uh, a crash would be a, a cra- 50. Yeah. Uh, a crash would be 50%. Yeah. I would give that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what they call it uh, in in 2000? Uh, great recession. That yeah, was a great, great recession. Yeah, the great recession, yeah. Uh, but just uh, according to the Center for Disease Control, a 55-year-old can expect to live another 26 years. 65-year-old has another two decades, so into the mid-80s. Yeah, if you make it that far, what they're saying is, I'd say you're going to yeah. live another 20 yep. years. The average 75-year-old lives into the late 80s. I thought this uh, this is pretty clever. Good news for you, 75-year-olds. Yeah, so it says that unless you're a 95-year-old skydiver who smokes, expect your retirement to last two or three decades. <laughs> so, okay, do we have a couple minutes yeah, yet? Or? Actually, we got a break pretty okay, soon, let's, Jeff. Let's well, that, huh? we got your sexy segment coming up, so I don't want to fall too short. Okay. And we'll sneak in the rest of this later. You mentioned, you know what movie I just saw? Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men, the second one? Yeah. I forget, is it Burgess Meredith that plays a yeah. part of the dad? You know, the old, the, the grandpa. Sure, sure, sure. And he's 96, and he smokes a pack a day, and he drinks a six-pack of beer, and he goes, oh, how do you think I got to be this old? And he eats a lot of bacon. Yeah, and there you go. Bacon? some bacon with the cigarettes, you'll be that fine. That was just a wonderful movie to watch, yeah. if you've never seen it. The first one's good, too, but the second one's outstanding. Walter Matthau. Okay, a quick break on WISN and WIBA. We've got the sexy segment. It's about wealth management and preservation, and it's next as we continue. Jeff Kowal is your host from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, John White. May the 4th be with you. It sounds like I have a lift. 
<laughs> May the 4th be with you. It's a special day on May 4th. We'll be right back on WISN and WIBA. It's a little bit later in the hour than normal, but we had a busy show, a lot of good questions and phone calls. And before we're out of time today, I'll give you the phone number, social media website for the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. You hear them on both WIBA and WISN, not just on this weekend one-hour show, the retirement clinic, but doing market updates during the week. And this segment, Jeff, is about wealth management and preservation, or as we like to call it, the sexy segment. (laughs) Well, this show is for everybody, but this particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. And it's wealth management and preservation. And it's uh, the the genesis of this was that, uh, again, the show being for everybody, but once you've accumulated some wealth, and a lot of people think, well, a million dollars, is that really a lot of money? And how does the government look at it? If you have $500,000 in your home, if you have a $500,000 life insurance policy, you're already at a million dollars. If you have $500,000 401k or a million dollars, excuse me, a million dollars in your 401k or $2 million. If you own your own business, if you get an inheritance of a million or $2 million, um, now you've got some instant sudden wealth and you have to make some decisions on it. Um, if somebody passes away, you have some decisions that you have to make. This is a, a key part of it. And that's what today's article or, or today's issue is about. Um, it says most overlooked tax breaks for the newly widowed uh, because federal tax law reaches deep into all aspects. And this is Kevin Mc. McCormley, um, it's again from from uh, Kiplinger's, because federal tax law reaches deep into all of aspects of our lives, it's no surprise that the rules affect us change as our lives change. And it, it goes on and says, if you've experienced the loss of a spouse recently, know that the tax code has ways to help you at this difficult time. First of all, let's start with filing status. Uh, if your spouse died this year, you may still file a joint return for the year. This gets you the most favorable tax rates and the largest standard deduction if you don't itemize. So you can still, even though your spouse passed away, you can still file a joint return. You may also claim a full exemption amount for your late husband or wife, regardless of when during the year that that occurred. Um, next is life insurance. And we always knew about the, the tax-free um, uh, benefits of life insurance. The proceeds you receive from a life insurance policy are income tax-free all the time, regardless of the size of your state. They're always income tax-free. Walk, walk me through this. So if I pass away... Yes. Let's just say hypothetically, I have a million dollar policy. Yes. My wife gets the million dollars. Income tax free. Wow. Anybody who gets the life insurance policy proceeds gets an income tax free. I did not know that either. It could be estate tax free also. There's about five and a half million dollar estate tax exemption. I think double that for couples. It's $11 million, 11 or $12 million this year. Uh, Estate tax exemption. Uh, You don't have to report those. You're not paying any estate tax on either. So not only is it income tax-free. What taxes am I paying on it? For most people, it's estate tax-free too. So it could be completely, entirely tax-free. Zero. Like I get a check for a million dollars. Yes. I don't Hmm. think I have anything, Paul. So (laughs) Don't think how much. Dawn, are you you listening? (laughs) How much you have a Dawn? No, it doesn't matter whether your spouse paid the premiums or or who paid the premiums. Um, 
you just don't report the proceeds as taxable income anyway. Hmm. So that's that's a big deal. Next, inherited IRAs. For individual retirement accounts inherited from a spouse, non-spouse beneficiaries, so between spouses, you can just roll over into the IRA. There are no tax consequences with that. If you have to take out required minimum distributions, then you pay taxes on that. Non-spouse beneficiaries must begin taking withdrawals based on their life expectancy. You can do a stretch. If you screw it up, it has to be all out in five years. But if you do a stretch IRA, it can be over your entire life expectancy. So there are some benefits even for non-spouse beneficiaries. But if the husband or wife named you as beneficiary IRA, however, you have another choice, you can claim Claim the IRA as your own. So it's not inherited. It can be your own. If it's a Roth IRA, you still have to take uh, distributions. Um, uh, you, you, if it's a Roth IRA, you don't have to take distributions as a spouse. So again, another benefit for a spouse. So even though your husband had the Roth IRA or wife had the Roth IRA. Generally speaking with a Roth, we pay up front. We don't have to pay correct. when we take the RMD. And a spouse doesn't have to take RMDs either. Wow. Um, and then the, the last one here. Uh, is a step up in basis. Uh, Kiplinger calls it the angel of death tax break. The tax basis for most assets you inherit from your spouse has stepped up to the property's value in the day he or she died. Uh, a, day, a major re, uh, exam, uh, exception to this rule, of course, is IRAs. You still have to pay income taxes. But if you had a stock that your spouse bought at $10 and now it goes to $100 a share, if you sold that while the spouse is living, you'd have to pay taxes on that $90 a share. With me so far? I'm following you. Pay 10, worth nine, worth 100. Yeah. When you pass away, you get a step up in basis. In other words, it would be presumed that you paid $100 for that stock, not $10. So all that gain is wiped out. So that's the, the, the basis is, is elevated. So now there's no tax on that gain. So you just have to be aware that there are tax breaks available for spouses, be sure you take advantage of that and plan in advance if you can. If not, see us right away. It's, it's called it the Sudden Wealth, and we help in those situations as well. Sudden Wealth can come in the form of, like you said, life insurance. There's many inheritance would be another way. Inheritance, lottery winners, re- retirement, where you get a large rollover. And you're not a divorce settlement. Yeah. Where one spouse never handled the money. Now, now you have a, a divorce settlement. The guy from West Dallas that just won the... Uh... The Powerball, right? New Berlin or West House in New Berlin? Yeah, I think West he lived Dallas. in West Dallas. He bought the ticket. Bought the ticket, New Berlin yeah. at Speedway, New Berlin, right down the block from the radio station. That's that right. could have been me. That could have been you, <laughs> but it wasn't. Okay, a quick break on WISN and WIBA. The Retirement Clinic today with John White and your host Jeff Kowal. Back after this. <laughs> Star Wars theme, of course, it's May 4th. I get it now. And John White, thank you. I did not quite catch on. I was a little slow at the beginning of the game, of the show. And didn't you say the Brewer game tonight at Miller Park? Star Wars theme. Yeah, John mentioned that to me. That's awesome. Yeah, a whole bunch of people dressed up as Chewbacca and all that. It's it's great. (laughs) Chewbacca just died recently. So, Oh, that's right. Let's hope they dress as the live Chewbacca. In real life? Yeah. They got to play Chewbacca. Just passed That's away. awesome. I didn't he was know like that. 76 years old. Wow. Seven foot four. Big guy. So. Just really? Passed, just this week. Yep. I got to read up. I thought you were joking at no. first. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So may the fourth be with you. By the way, the Brewers won last night. The Bucks beat the Celtics. Great weekend so far for sports. Hope that continues. John White, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Uh, we hear him doing the market updates during the week along with your staff, Jeff. And he meets with our uh, clients uh, 
So again, our team of advisors, John's part of that great team. If you're close to already in retirement, have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, if you're a do-it-yourselfer and just tired of getting whipsawed in the market, and or most importantly, if you don't know how your spouse might handle the money, you you may be pretty good at handling the money, but not sure how your spouse might handle it. It's a great time to come and see us. This is a, especially with the markets the way they are now. You have to be careful as to how you invest and how you look towards the future with those. Um, if you have assets scattered all over, give our office a call. We can help you consolidate. So um, the numbers are 2625 224040, 2625 or go around to Kowalway.com, K O W A L, the Kowalway.com. Jeff Kowal, thank you so much. And we thank you for tuning into the Retirement Clinic in Madison on WIBA and WISN, Milwaukee.